Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One skids. One Chrome Dome. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Transform and roll out. Mm-hmm. You got the touch. What was that? That's the, that's noise. the noise. That's the noise they that's make when they transform. Good. I can't help you it. Sh- you should not be a professional Foley artist. Well, I've got good news for you. Mm-hmm. That's not in your... That's not uh, in my... Not on my CV. Not in my resume. Yeah. Nowhere. CV. Yep. You have been in Canada too long. Been You've been really... You've been really eating the pasta. I have not... I. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Uh, we are discussing Transformers. More than meets the eye. Volume one through... Volumes one through five. Later on. So get ready for some robot talk. And yep. I have all your Transformer wikis open. So when we reference a character, you know what we're talking about. And not we don't say, you know, it's that red and white one. I think that probably is better. The a, that the purple guy, he looks like uh like he has a sword. I don't know how to or or the the big guy. He's big. Yep, he's big. He's really big. That's, I expect I expect a lot of that, um, in in a few minutes. But first, Eric, mm-hmm. first we have comic books that came out quite recently to speak of. It is time for cool. <laughs> it's time for for a segment. It is time for floppies for nightly. Floppies for nightly is where Eric and I will uh, no where Eric and I will read a selection of the past couple weeks' books to tell you to buy or do not buy them with a mush meter if we're feeling mushy. It goes from one to five. Our first book up is Crowded, number one, script and design by Christopher Sabella, pencils, Roe Stein, inks, Ted Brandt, colors, Triana Farrell, letters, Cardinal Ray. Crowdsource your murder. Yep. I, um, we've, we haven't read a whole lot of Christopher Sabella. It's odd that it seems like. It's had a lot recently come out. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, Shanghai Red, which kind of not my thing. Um, I'm into this though. It is a, uh, it is those cases where it it takes like modern social trends and develops them and doesn't make it feel hokey. Yeah, yeah. Because it is that that is what this book is is ultimately about. It is, I guess, a near future where. You know, we everything is crowdsourced, or everything is uh, gig economy, and you can also murder people with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's legal, I guess. I I mean, who knows? It seems like it who is. There's there's a bunch that. of apps about it, so I would I don't know. There's no cops coming around to stop any of these people, so you, I assume I mean, you, you can't tell me that there wasn't like if there was a. Uh... A Kickstarter account or something that put a bounty on someone's head. Someone would someone would try and kill that guy, legal or not. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm. I'm, I'm I mean, su- kind of surprised. Like this is the first time I've actually seen any fiction around it, so I expect a lot more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that this idea is out there, I I, I fully expect more things similar to this. Um, yep, and and thanks a lot, Chris. But I no, I like it too. It it's it's, it's good. It's a fun. Uh, well-told story really gets to the point. Not a lot of crap in the way. No, and, um, and I think it's a nice wa- read and wisely. I think if like I told you, oh yeah, it's about crowdfunding and gig economy. And you're like, uh, but it really focuses on these two characters, and I think that's the thing that ultimately goes, yeah, I like it. Is because you get a good sense of these characters. They've you get like a good sense of their voices. And there's a little bit of tension and mystery between them still, and it's, you know, that is it is kind of the hook at the end, where you're not necessarily sure. You don't know why this girl is getting targeted. And she's like, no, I don't know. I just, you know, I just do a lot of work. I don't know why people want to kill me. And then you're like, oh, we'll see. But th- this interplay between these two characters, you also, you get like a finite, like, stakes time set for this for this scenario it's like yeah you have a month before the 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 crowd the 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 kill starter date runs out yeah so we'll have we have to save you for a month i can't believe they didn't use that name in this thing Mm, they were i think they were both uh takeoffs of tumblr Mm -hmm. which yeah but i don't know it looks really nice i think the, the yard is really suitable for the kind of it manages to balance like the abs- kind of absurdity and the danger at the same time, and I think it's it's colorful. There's another prote- female protagonist with pink hair. Getting a lot of those lately. That's how you know she's a protagonist. <laughs> it's one, like if someone has purple streaks in their black hair, that's how you know they're Asian. The, <laughs> fair, that's fair. I mean, in this other this other lady, uh, it wears the Kill Bill jacket. And even drives the Kill yellow. Bill jacket. Yeah. Yellow, you mean, yellow you, mean jacket? The, you mean the Bruce Lee Game of Death jacket? I mean, you know, I'm going to ask you a question, Eric. How many people reading this comic have seen Bruce Lee movies? Do you mean how many people are fake geeks? <laughs> I think I'm just, I'm going to go by popular nomenclature and say that most people know that as a Kill Bill reference now versus a Bruce Lee reference. I'm sorry to say it's I'm, I'm not. I'm it's only pragmatism. I think I think and, and, and Mike Tyson is the guy from the the, the Hangover. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, he is kind of, <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I I think we can still remember things, Robbie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I put can, a little bit of effort I, into it. I mean, do you, I could? I don't want. I'm not going to trace lineage of pop culture and reference and. Uh, what's the word i'm looking for um metamorphosis that's not probably not the right word i'm gonna buy in this comic book i think it's good um i've seen a lot of i saw a lot of buzz about it before and i wasn't sure after i saw the it's socially relevant but it's good it is a it is a good book and i i like it and i am really excited to see where it goes much more so than uh other sabala books uh this one has seriously got me hooked it's pretty well perfect first issue and that is a double buy on crowded number one next up is beasts of burden wise dogs and eldritch men number one 
uh, written by Evan Dorkin, art Benjamin Dewey, letters Nate Pikos of Blambot. Evan Dorkin is kicking out those weird books. Beasts of Burden, um, mm-hmm. a now a, I guess a franchise that were just that, that, but hey, it's dogs doing magic and solving crime. I mean, that's whatever. That's what the people want. What do you mean franchise? I mean, this is not the first Beast of Burden book. There's been I others. was not aware of that. Who did the other ones? It, no, it's created by Dorkin, but it was drawn by Jill Thompson. That's what I I was like. Jill Thompson, I know she was the artist on it for a long time. But okay, but this is Dorkin with a different different artist. With Benjamin Dewey, he was very good as well. Um, I, hey, guess what? I'm a sucker. It's a it's dogs fighting. You're a sucker for magic dogs, magic, dog wizards, dog wizards. Yeah, I yes, yeah. If you had asked me that before. I would have said, I, I, I wouldn't, I didn't imagine that, but it, yes. So uh, yes, I read a comic book and yes, I, I am, I am cute animals solving eldritch horror mysteries with magic and fighting fire salamanders. Yeah. 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 Really derp faced fire salamanders. He was made that way, man. You can't help it. He's a salamander. I mean, I didn't say he had to help it. I'm just saying that he's got a derp face. Why you gotta be mean to the poor salamander? I'm just calling it like it is, man. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Alex Jones. I didn't say it was that he was gay because <laughs> of Monsanto and Hillary Clinton or something. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, it's cute dogs like solving a, a horror mystery with magic. So yeah, I, I really can't stress enough: <laughs> magic wizard dogs. Because that's that is a weird ass concept to me. It is. It's very strange, but I think it looks really nice. I really like the the painterly style. Um, the dogs' expressions really sell their like. That's a. The, I think that's the the thing that would probably is the hardest is like you have to sell these emotions with like dog faces and lots of different yeah. dog faces. Like there's a bunch of different breeds, and it it does it really well. It communicates their emotion and the 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 different. The different dogs do have good distinct uh, character voices, and they're fighting underground monster guys, lurkers, little, little goblin dudes, little, little goblin men, little ghoul fellas, little gobbies, little little guys. Uh, and they hit them in the head with a big chain thing. Pretty, yeah, yeah. You gotta fight. I don't know. It's not like this. This this comic book is really deep or anything. Um, it's just a bunch of dogs fighting monsters with magic, but hey, I'm on so board. So this is part of a, a larger arc? I, you know, I think it's just part like... part of something from before? I think it's just, hey, these dogs are, are a team. I don't... I think mm-hmm. the, the, they, they've also... And they have done this before. I don't think this yeah. is necessarily connected to anything. Um, team magic dog. Yeah. I'm, I'm a buy. Um, yeah, I don't think you should overthink it. Just, uh... I'm sure there's there's some kind of good pun in there somewhere. I wish I could come up with it, but uh, you should just buy this book. It's not a no. I was I almost don't, had, don't don't start if you ain't got nothing. I was. <laughs> I really want to. I'm trying to. Think. I know the temptation is is just terror. It's just there. It's gonna it's, eat you alive. It's rough. Yeah. Oh man, that's not a good one. <laughs> That's double buy. I'll be subverted. Number one. Next up is Cold Spots. Number one, created by Colin Bunn and Mark Mark Torres, 
uh, with Colin Bunn, the story, Mark Torres, art and design, Simon Boland doing the letters. You know that Colin Bunn, that spooky boy. Mm-hmm. He likes his spookies. He likes them spookums. He likes them scare, scare him, scare him, fright him ups. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what this is. I, it's a horror book, and it has a, a, a cold ghosts, cold ghosts. Well, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a thing in, um, like ghost lore. Is people say they feel a presence or there's a ghost and it's supposed to change the temperature of the, you know, the air. That's, um, I mean, it's not real. No. Because ghosts are fucking not real. But that is a, a documented thing that people attribute to ghosts. Right. Or at least that is a, a well-established ghost trope. Right. Is uh, cold spots. Uh, my question. So I think it's, go ahead. My question for you is, does this, does this hook you? Um, honestly, I've forgotten about every character and the overall arc of the story. And I would only pick this up because I like Cullen Bunn's work. Um, and I don't want to say this is weak. It's just too slow of a burn. Um, yeah. So this is, this is fine. I don't care that much. I can... I can easily not read this and, you know, maybe a couple of years from now I would pick up a trade and be like, oh, yeah, I remember read number one for this and it was all right. And maybe I'd enjoy it. It is um, it's better than it's better than a bad comic. It's better than an average comic. Even I'd even call it fairly good. But I think I don't need to go out of my way to own every issue of this. I don't need to go out of my way to buy this off the newsstand. I, I, I think you can I think you can pass on it. So I'm a, a I'm a very polite uh do not buy on this. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I, I think I, I think the art is is good and suits the comic. I think I really I like the colors. I like how it shifts um mm-hmm. throughout the book, but I couldn't name it and i like i look okay, there's a dude and he's going to find a lady and her daughter but i don't know who he is i don't know what 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 he's doing like he just is like some constantine type dude i guess i don't know he's some pi but i don't know who he is i don't know why he's going to this town it's cold and there's ghosts but i don't know anything like that the that hey there's cold ghosts that doesn't the inherent history is not intriguing enough to satisfy me and the characters are I need, you know, yeah. more. I need there's, more, there's, more than this. It, there's not enough meat there, um, but uh, certainly better than average. Mm-hmm. If it's, you're a Cullen Bunn completist, it's, I mean, he's a good one. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not that it's bad. It's just, I'm not, I mm-hmm. I don't know if any if anyone's noticed. There's a zillion comic books that come out every single week. And right. I have a finite amount of money, and the kind and that, of that, above, uh, yeah, above and, average book I, is not good enough. I I kind of um, take that same perspective. Like, if you're really into horror, why not go for it? I'm sure it's uh, worth reading. This one issue feels more like a uh, more like a snack. It's not. It's small. That's a double do not buy on Cold Spots number one. Our next book up is Extermination. Part one of five, written by Ed Brisson, art Pepe Larraz, colors Martin Gracia, letters Joe Sabino. Hey, you remember you remember back in the heady days of twenty twelve, Eric? I guess. 
when the I original live, I live through it. The original five X Men came back to modern times. They time traveled. Have they really been letting that shit go on for six years? They are. That is this book. Yep, it's been six years, and uh, I guess they are finally someone out there. Ahab, I suppose. They, I can't. It, I will eat my hat if it's actually Ahab behind all this because Ahab is good. Is the like the C listest of the C list Mar- X Men and super villain guys? I don't. It can't Ahab with with uh with the Batman who laughs as one of his as one of his little slaves or whatever um hounds as he's called mm. I don't know the 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 crux of this is someone's out to set temporal justice right and kill or capture cable i it's cable i guess it's a version i don't ask who it's it's boy band cable it's boy band cable it's it's cute it's young cable which mm-hmm. if they stick with that why come on guys do you really do you, do you need for the new x-men movie cable has to be a young cute guy instead of like an old grizzled man oh god are they really gonna do that i'm gonna I be so it. sad eventually i mean marvel now i mean disney has the x-men again so i guarantee you there'll be cable will show up at some point well they just put cable in deadpool and now disney also owns deadpool <laughs> And he can die, and then they'll be they'll just do the it doesn't again. I don't it it doesn't matter in the context of this comic book. This comic book is about doing something with those original five and exterminating them theoretically. Uh I'm certainly tired of them, so I'm I'm happy to see them return or die or whatever. Um, but I don't know how I feel about this. I uh I actually enjoy this, but I I I can't really I, I I'm not gonna analyze it. You know, this is a, an an X Men story taking on the incredibly stupid, twisted up continuity that is X Men continuity, which I don't know, probably the messiest in 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 Marvel comics. Just fucking like making no sense. It's almost like think there's it, an entire podcast about explaining the ent- the terrible continuity of the X Men. There, the, yes, that's true. <laughs> they, I think they need several because that shit's still a mess. I never listen to them anymore. It is, a, it is a very solid podcast. It is. Uh, I, yeah, that's the the kind of the the argument I'm having with myself about this because mm-hmm. it's not like many other X Men comics aren't incredibly messy like continuity wise because that is what happens that like it is now a trope of the x-men and that they have time traveling garbage just floating it out and transdimensional like bloodstorm i didn't i didn't know that she was a thing but uh, vampire either alternate universe vampire storm sure okay and she had a thing for little young cyclops and now she's dead um i am for the original five leaving mm. and I'm totally, and like, this is, this is only preamble. That's the other thing that I think it makes me a little wary is there's been a lot of Marvel death comics lately. We have death of the Inhumans, yeah. and now this, and there's going to be the first X-Men, the next X-Men series. God knows they don't have enough of them already. The, the re, I don't know what it, it's a, a, re, a revival reboot read. It's X-Men disassembled, which 
I would imagine is going to involve more X-Men dying. A lot of people they don't want in continuity anymore. Because th- this is uh, everyone is pitching this out like out of the comic book as a way for Marvel to clean up their X-Men continuity, kill off a bunch of X-Men mutants, start fresh again. And hey, man, they start they did this. That This is not they can't blame her. I, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of it. Just like we need to kill a bunch of characters off for some reason. <laughs> And we let's just write a not, comic book about it. Not not every editorial mandate slash retcon book is uh, um, is it one more day? No, what what the fuck is it called? Spider Man that we read. One more day, yes. Yeah, not not everything is that. Like I I I look at this without cynicism, without irony. It is a dumb, fun X Men book that I think gets the spirit of X Men. It, it is, to me, compelling and completely lacking irony. And I enjoy those things about it. Um, it's just dumb fun. And if it can clean up some of this goddamn mess... I mean, I enjoy this so much more than half of like the X-Men golds and all this crap that we've read lately we've picked up a lot and 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 few of them feel like a good x-men book to me um i i i i enjoy it you know it's hard to say anything other than that i mean i'm not going to defend it on any level i just think that it is a fun and nice looking comic book and i don't know i can get through it and don't hate myself (laughs) i here you've cat- uh, there's I've just had something catalyzed in my mind. Um, everything you said is true, but here is what ultimately makes me decide I don't care is I don't care about the original five mm-hmm. at all anymore. I I cared when they were fresh and new and that was like oh oh fiber they're back and they're doing stuff yeah and then it went on and on and like you said at the beginning six years of this and I didn't need any of it. I don't care about. I care about old Cyclops, who's gone through a bunch of shit. I care about Jean Grey, who's been a, who's thankfully back again, and maybe they'll do something that's just not a Phoenix story with her. But she's gone through all that stuff. All of those guys have. Beast is like a weird morally gray character. You know, Ice Iceman is gay. And this one, I don't know what they did with that. How the two... or I, Who does? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not keeping... I'm not reading all seven X-Men books. But I don't... I'll find out what happens after this is over. Maybe I'll like X-Men Disassembled, but I, I I don't really want to read event comics that are about a bunch of characters dying. So I'm a do not buy. Well, I, I honestly, I think that um, it doesn't even look like Bobby's dead. It looked like he carried him off. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Heartthrob. Death does heart, make the most thing, but heart, heart, still. Heartthrob Cable says, I'm just kidnapping them forever and keeping them in stasis tubes. Well, I mean, it would make sense. He's a time traveler. He's going to fucking send them back where they came from. But what about Ahab, Eric? And his... I don't know nothing about it. He has a... I'm, he's I'm a, okay. He has mark. He puts marks on you to make you a thing. A guy. A hound person. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. White whale. Are you a bi? Honestly, yes. Okay. Um, I, I just want... I just want a good X-Men story. I... I can't say anything other than I enjoy this. That's a split decision on, on extermination 
number one. Our last book of the week is West Coast Avengers, number one. Written by Kelly Thompson, art Stefano Caselli, colors Triona Farrell, letters Joe Caramagna. And it did not, I was not expecting a Gwenpool appearance mm-hmm. in a regular comic book this close to uh, that that last book. But hey, she's here. She's, she's with the Team Hawkeye. Yep. <laughs> Which is what this book is. They could have just called it that versus West Coast Avengers. Uh, mm, I think that. I don't know. West Coast Avengers has name recognition. I I don't know. I there's. I mean, I think it was the people who were fans of the original West Coast Avengers that didn't like the new Hawkeye book because it wasn't like their old Hawkeye book, which was the old. I whatever. It doesn't matter. I like this comic book. Yeah, it's good. I I like this team, and it's weird and funny. Um, and it's like does have that that. Uh, comic book irony in it but you know I'm, I'm i'm pretty good with that i mean i i think it's couched because couched in this weird reality show that they're doing that is following um quentin choir around yeah I, that 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 little bit of frame narrative around it all makes a lot makes the silly stuff and the comic book irony stuff a little mm-hmm. more for, makes it more forgivable to me it 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 uh it definitely works very well. I think it'll allow them to be I don't know, funny, ironic, sort of roll their eyes at being superheroes when it's a fucking superhero book. Is her boyfriend just the absorbing man? I mean, he has tattoos it, and he's a black kid, but yeah. I said like it's 100%. I mean, after a while you, you run out of powers after a while. I mean, America has the, you know, she's just, you know, rogue. She has stars. She's just rogue, and she can also teleport. Yeah. Which is fine. I like America. I like her, too. I like I like everyone on this team. I'm a fan yes. of all of them. Except Wait. for Absorbing Man Jr. I, I fine. I, I'm, he's growing on me. We'll give him a chance, you know? I, I'm not necessarily against him, but I'm just saying old punk hadn't got over yet. <laughs> Oh no! It started the 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 kayfabe is strong, dude. It started. It started. It started so long ago. You you're marking it up? Yeah. And we got Brodock. It was a weird thing. He's a biorobotic organism designed overwhelmingly for kissing. I th- I think this book looks. It, it, it's very charming. It looks very nice. It has multi- many like. Team Purple, honestly, like every, like almost everyone on the team has some purple going on. It's like four sixths of the team is pink and purple themed. They I'm, need to lean into that. They, I imagine, they will at some point. Um, I'm a buy. I think this it's fun. And I, hey, Gwenpool, she's here. I like her. And a pretty on point Gwenpool. So I'm, I'm into it. That's a double buy on West Coast Avengers number one. That'll be it floppies for for this episode but there will be more next time i promise i promise um you, you ready to move on here i guess so okay it's time for our next segment it's time for checking in checking in is part show eric and i will talk about what we've been up to for the past couple weeks things uh we've done or seen or played or done or viewed or played or seen or read so eric what's going on doom what about it uh, there was a Bethesda sale 
on uh, good old games, GOG.com. So you bought Doom 2016? Uh, uh, no, um, I wouldn't be buying that. I don't think it was part of that. I think it was like old id games. Oh, so you bought old Doom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's actually pretty fun. Uh, for like $22, I got four Quake games, several that I haven't played before. And basically like every like DOS-based Doom that there ever was, like there's been way too many iterations of Doom. Well, there was Doom and then Doom Hell on Earth and then Doom 3, which is a bunch of collect level collectors. And then I think they released at some point another one of those. I don't know. There's a lot to Doom out there. There's there's a fair few. Um, but I don't know if it, when the last time you've actually played DOS Doom, D-O-S, DOS mm -hmm. Doom. Mm -hmm. I uh, I actually booted it up a couple weeks ago and played for a tiny 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 bit amount of time all they did was make me want to play doom 2016 which is what i've been yeah. doing yeah and that that is kind of like the problem with those old dooms is that that you notice almost immediately that the controls are really hard and there's you have to like do a bunch of hacks and weird things to, to like if you want to use wasd like it's pretty challenging mm -hmm. um but i found a really cool thing uh it's called gz doom you can um just download it for free and what it is it's an open source like community project and all it does is it runs doom wads and it will use uh steam and good old games well i don't think they're on steam but good old games is just basically exactly the dos but it runs in a um dos box sort of wrapper mm -hmm. but all the files are there um so gz doom is just a windows you can even get it for like macintosh too it's pretty neat but you it uses the actual wad files you can even play hexen on it you can play heretic on it um but so far i went through and beat uh the original three missions let me tell you the uh, cyber demon, cyber cyber demon, and spider guy are not that challenging anymore. Yes, I remember them being really hard, and yes. I'm like, okay, I yes. can just play a game. You just gotta turn the difficulty up to whatever the hardest one is, and then I'm not gonna do that because that's just like that's not made for normal people to play. <laughs> I'm not that interested. I mean, to go to like a hard mode, sure, that's fine. You but even that, like, after post stuff, like, um, I don't know, there, there's been so many FPSs since this. And, you know, like, okay, I walk to the left and then I'm alive. Cool. This is not hard. I'll circle strafe. But it's a lot easier to do that with, with GZ Doom. And it, it has all the niceties of, like, you know, you can... All the music is terrible. All the emulation for the midis is, is just bad. None of it sounds right. But all the sounds are good. There's there's different um, different settings you can do for the visuals, uh, but it's it's got all kinds of niceties for that, and is a much more pleasant experience than um, just playing it in DOSBox. Um, I've yet to start digging through those Quake games, but Quake Two in particular, I never got to play very much. 
So I'm I, I've I, at least the first mission in Quake One I've beaten a whole bunch of times. So I might not even go through those levels again. It feels I don't know. It's a nice bit of nostalgia, but I'm not I'm not super into going through it again. The more seeing like Quake Two and I don't know. I, they're they're more or less online games, so I wonder if it's even worth playing the uh, the arena games, which I think are that's all three and four are. There's there's a freeware version of Quake Three multiplayer mm-hmm. that is out there that runs on modern machines without any kind of I forget what it I forget what it's called. I've seen people play it on streams. Uh, also, Quake Champions is also um, the current arena shooter game i don't know it's free to play now i know that for a Mm -hmm. while it costs money but that's the modern game but i know that there obviously there's still plenty of people who want to just run around in quake 3 and shoot people with rail guns uh and i know that's there's still a a small audience out there for that people still play it a lot i don't know i forget if it's just native quake 3 or if they run it's some weird yeah hacked version of it that is just that is made it playable easily on modern machines. I forget what it was. So all the circle strafing you can handle for the moment. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of it. I would recommend trying GZ doom. It's just, it just is a good, uh, a good experience. It's a cool thing. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Mm. I went and saw a movie, Eric. What? I went to out. I went outdoors outside and went to a movie theater and saw a movie theater. Into a movie theater and saw a movie there. I saw Christopher Robin. Yeah, you were talking about going to see that. It is Was the was it was it was the theater full of children? Not full. There were children there. It was not full. It was this is multiple weeks after it was uh first new, so there was it was a, there there's some children there, not a lot of them. Um Christopher Robin is the Disney film, the live action Winnie the Pooh movie with uh Ewan McGregor. As a grown-up Christopher Robin who has to reconnect with his family and his childhood. It is not... It's rated G. It is... I would not call this a children's movie. Hmm. Like, it's... Suit, like, a kid can watch it, and there's... I, I, It's very clear that at certain points they went, let's throw in uh, some slapstick, some fun, like, uh, goofy stuff with the toys, with, with Pooh and Piglet and all them. You know, they're because they're they're actual a lot. They're alive. They are not figments of Christopher Robin's imagination. Everyone can see them. They come into our world. They come into London and they, you know, they're they're actual, actual creatures. And it, there are times in the film where it's very clear that they throw in some funny gags to get the kids involved. Mm-hmm. But most of the movie. I would say at least most like 75, 80, 85% is like a serious drama about this dude who's a workaholic and never sees his family and his childhood toys come back and bring him, remind him of those things. And then he realizes his family's important, which is like, if you've seen the trailer for the, for the movie, you're like, oh, that's what that movie is. But it's not for kids. Like it's for people like my age and older who are yeah. confronting those things, uh, who have nostalgia for Winnie the Pooh because they watch those cartoons when they were little. And like I enjoyed it. It was very sad at times, 
like heartbreaking at times, but it's not it's not for I would not I would not I would not take a child to it expecting them to be entertained. Like it is a it is a it's like a nostalgia sadness for for old people. Um I liked it a lot. I think you and they all the actors did a good job. I think it was well written. I think it is a have you ever did you ever see the Spike Jones where the wild things uh, are movie? No, no, it did not. Because it reminds me of that in a lot of ways, which was also like a weird adult version uh, adaptation of this children's book. Because uh, it's Spike Jones, it's very strange and very jarring. This is kind of a more palatable, like Disney-fied version of that. But it is right. still that same theme of I am an older person growing, like a middle-aged a a person confronting. Hey, you know, spending time with your family is important and not working all the time is important. And it's also like very anti-capitalist as well. <laughs> it's a weird, yeah, weird thing for a, a Disney movie to be like, yeah, capitalism is bad. And I'm like, you're a billion dollar company. OK, but sure. That's what I mean. It is. It is always weird when they get uh, a, a director who's uh, got those socialist politics directing a movie for Disney. And it's because that's 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 what the movie is. But it's the voice actors for all the for all the animals do a really good job. Um, it has a lot of charm in it. It is funny at times, but it's not mostly funny. It is mostly kind of sad. But I you know I went into that. I went to it for that. I felt like a eh, nice nostalgia sadness is good once in a while. And it's comforting because everything works out in the end. It's a Disney movie. Um, Ewan McGregor is a, he, he's a good actor. Surprise. Um, but I love Winnie the Pooh as a kid, and that's I went. That's why I went and saw this. If you like, if you love Winnie the Pooh as a kid, you'll like this. And you're my age, are around our age. You'll you'll you can rec- you'll be able to recognize everything in it, which is probably exactly how it was crafted <laughs> to be the perfect fit for these for for. It feels I don't I don't know I I feel like it would be better if it was just a PG movie and just tried to be for adults and didn't bother for the child audience at all but mm, they want those kids i know those kids money they're not paying attention to it <laughs> frankly the only people i know that went to see it were children i mean i'm i am still so, i still have child parts like my obsession with it's no judgment kid i don't care i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you you're wrong I didn't cry as much as i thought i would that's because you're a big tough man hey, that's me i'm a big tough boy Mm-hmm. Arr, arr. I also got a new game in a Steam sale, Eric. Steam sale, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah, this it was on sale for the, the, this very weekend. It's it, it it was it's called PC Building Simulator. PC Building Simulator. PC Building Simulator. Well, I this is great. Where you build PCs? You are you you uh you, the game is you are running a small shop that you have inherited from your uncle. I think it was bad at his job. And uh, you're taking it over, and you get emails from people saying, please look at my computer, it has problems. And then they drop off their computer, and you fix their problems, and you get paid. <laughs> and sometimes it's very things like, hey, all you have to do is run a virus scan on this. And other things are like, build me a computer. And it has, they, are, they have uh, partnered with dozens of parts manufacturers, so there's yeah, sure real... Yeah, it says Asus right here, that's really funny. Real, real parts... So real cases, real graphics cards, real CPUs, real everything. And it is 
pretty much accurate to building a PC. It is like here. You have a buy a case, get a motherboard, put the motherboard in, screw everything down, install CPUs and GPUs, apply thermal paste. Uh, use God, I really, I really want this now. It's one it, like it's very therapeutic because it is very, like yeah. there's there's no timers. There's no like you have you start you have a day to do your work. There's like a calendar, but the day is as long as you want it to be. You can spend as much time as you want. Um, and it's actually like I like building. I like building my computer. I like oh, work, yeah. I like working on it. But doing I can't. I don't have enough money to just build computers all day long. <sighs> I, I get the itch every so often. I really want to. I really want to. I mean, the the machine that I am speaking to you with right now is holding together very well, but it is also seven years old. Yeah, that's about time. Mm-hmm. And I don't have an infinite amount of money just to buy new computers and like tinker and like compile different parts together. And this game lets you do that. And and it has a little bit of progression system. Um, let you like you upgrade so you can have more storage. You have more desks so you can work on multiple computers at once while things are running in the background. Like there's that, but it's mostly just the process of like, oh, like I just I get a case and I can just put a thing. I can just and I, all the pieces fit, and it takes all the frustration out of building computers. Where mm-hmm. I like if you're something, not going to cut your hand on a goddamn cheap Chinese case. You're not going to fry the motherboard. You're not. Well, mo- probably not. If it things just turn off if they don't work or if they don't like it won't let you put in parts that don't fit. Um, It's also kind of like you know, a little bit like there is a tutorial in there about how to build a PC. Like if you have never built a PC before, this game will teach you the basics, at least. Um, It it doesn't have the most frustrating part of for a pc building which has nothing to do with the building the pc it's about dealing with operating systems primarily windows but whatever operating system you want to use there's going to be frustrations coming along with it um it doesn't have any of that in there because they, they're not going to license you know anything from microsoft or apple they are maybe get a linux i wonder if they would eventually like if they they could implement some weird linux layer to it where you could program your own operating system if you go deep enough I do think that that would be that would be a fun thing is the 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 gamified video version of how to compile your own OS. Yeah, but I don't, right now it's really simple. It's just like here's as you go further in the game, you get more money, you unlock more parts that you can buy. And, you know, that's the it's that's the game. It's not complicated, but it's I it's it's fun to listen to it's uh, you know you turn off i turned off the sound immediately and just put on podcasts or videos in the background youtube videos or whatever that i wanted to watch and i could just kind of zone out build these pcs put some ram uh, how much ram okay this person needs four gigs okay they have what in there now okay i buy two gigs you know you have your little shopping uh website that you buy things on it's 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 like uh, p- mechanics who like play car uh, tuning games. It's the same kind of idea. It is on sale as, as we see, but probably by the time this episode out is will not be anymore. But it's still not that expensive on uh, Steam. $20. It says it's 25% off. So, yeah. So I think that's appropriate for the amount of stuff it has in there. Um, that's it. I've, I've been playing Doom 2016 as well. Um, that's still a very good game. I, I never played it. I'm I'm eager to 
play the new dumb looking game. It looks so dumb. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Spider-Man, new Spider-Man game comes out in like a week and a half. Once that comes out, be um, be Peter Parker it up. That's all I'll be doing for a while. That's it. That's all I got. You ready to talk about some robots? I mean, yeah, yeah, might as well. Yeah, we read a lot of this com. We read a lot of comics, so we should definitely talk about them. <laughs> uh, we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is part of the show. Eric and I assign a lot of our collected work and discuss it in depth, like you would a book in a book club, except it's a comic book. Uh, this week we're discussing. Transformers, More Than Meets the Eye, Volumes 1 through 5, written by James Roberts, with art mostly by Alex Milne and colors mostly by Josh Bertram. There are some guest artists here and there. Um, I texted you, Eric, mm. earlier in the week, and I said, if you haven't started, because I was like, oh, it's Transformers. How how deep? I'm like, I was like, okay, there's going to be robots that I don't know the name of, but I'll know their name. I'll figure out their names. It'll be fine. And then I started it, and I'm like, this is the densest, mm-hmm. most like I nine out of ten on the Rosa Claremont scale of density. Uh, I, it, this is the this is the analogy that sprung to mind as I was reading this. I was like, as I was getting to like volume three, it feels like I've jumped into the deepest, darkest ocean, <laughs> and the ocean is filled with colorful, interesting robots. That I go, man, these are really awesome. And I start looking at them. And then I remember, oh, I'm drowning. Yep. I like that. That is that is exactly what reading this book is like. Because there are too many fucking characters in this. I have too many words. I have currently five different wiki pages up with character names. Jesus Christ. So that I can reference remember them. The, the, I, 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 I'll tell you something. Transformers nerds are serious about their canon. This is this is not halfway done. Somebody lives this shit. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. Let, let's. That's I'm, what's. The finish your thought, Eric. I'm sorry. Well, I was gonna say because that was how you sold this to me. You said that this is supposed to be good. This is supposed to be a story that theoretically. A trans you don't have to be a deep Transformers fan to enjoy. I don't see anyone enjoying this that is not a huge fucking nerd. Well, yeah, I agree with you there. <laughs> I I I would I would still say that is different than a, a hardcore Transformers fan. Um you definitely have to appreciate world building in science fiction and mm, fantasy. That's, that's what I'm right. Yeah. I you this does at least do a good job of setting you up, you know, and it it is not a bad place to start uh in as such that you probably know who Optimus Prime is. It assumes you know a couple of characters like I think like I'm right there at the bare minimum threshold of knowing about Transformers to read this and that I know who Rodimus is. I've seen the movie. I've seen a couple of episodes of the old cartoon and that's it, you know, but really this is, this is so fucking deep. 
there's so much here in terms of like it 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 feels tremendous and literally covers millions of years of fucking living robot history <laughs> like it, it's goddamn crazy it is it is it, it, it like and this is this is a um the, the, at the same like there was two there was another comic at the same time that is following the people they left behind on Cybertron mm-hmm. there's another book that is just that and i believe the crossover that that is after this is them coming back together um i i i knew i know i've i i think i told you this our last time we talked was the only transformers i really watched a lot of was beast wars cuz it was the one that was on when i was a child and you said that that was your uh that was your transformers and i i like the i like the beast wars a lot um because it's a thing people enjoy it yeah i mean it's i don't i don't know if i would call it good but i enjoyed it um well that's it that's why i didn't i wouldn't call it good either but it's a thing and yeah. people enjoy it so that's and, yeah it's enough <laughs> yes but i i you know i know who optimus prime is i know who megatron is but if you would ask me anything else i don't, I don't know robots they transform there's toys that's that's more what, than meets the eye. More than, yeah, they're more than meets the eye. Robots in disguise. Exactly. I would say I'd be able to say those things because <laughs> it's the, the the ones everyone knows. But other than that, I don't know who I didn't know who Rodimus was. I didn't know who any of these guys are. Uh, I have I was you know picking it up as I went, and I I I would say I here I'm going to say this is good. I would say it's well crafted. Mm-hmm. I would say it's well written. Even I would also say I don't know if I could recommend this to like off the cuff to mo- 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 a lot of people because it is incredibly intimidating. And I just mm-hmm. read hundreds of pages of this, and I still don't think I could recognize all the characters by sight. No, they're too complicated, too similar. Um, they don't say their names enough, honestly. Um, certainly the first couple of books, it was really hard to get a sense of anyone's personality. Like, it really does throw so much at you, and you feel like you're drowning for so long. And, I, 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 like, I'm like, okay, this is, okay, so, like, you get the basic conceit of the book is, there is a, this is, the war is over between the Autobots and the Decepticons. And now they are resettling Cybertron, but Cybertron is some weird dystopic wasteland now. I don't know. I don't think we know why. At least not unless you. I guess maybe if you read that other book, it would it would it's, it's, yeah, it would explain everything. But it doesn't matter because we're following a crew of 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 a certain amount of uh, Transformers who are going on a ship. They're going on a quest to find the Knights of Cybertron correct okay and those for some reason those knights have the answers to everything i don't it doesn't it it, it, it is kind of a, just an empty macguffin because it yeah. the, the, the everything quickly falls apart um they don't even talk about it for the most part really until that last goddamn book they don't bring it up at all they talk about how they can't copy the map because it's right protected yeah, it's got DRM on it. Yep. The Matrix has DRM on it. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's not... I will say that it is not afraid to make fun of itself. 
it seems to be poking fun at a lot of the things inside of it at times. It seems impossible that it's not doing that, but it's like literally on the wiki page it says it wouldn't be so bad if like this is in the 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 one of the issues where they run into uh i think it's the one where they run into the other ship that has a thunder guy on it yeah yeah and he's also looking for the fucking knights <laughs> and they're like and everyone this the short amount of time they spend with them they're like you don't even you're not even making progress you're just doing you're like running around doing nothing and like, yeah, that's kind of what this the 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 this book is. It's like a little bottle where yeah. it's like Star Trek kind of. It's very yeah. it's it's weird, but how's it, that prime directive going for you? Um I don't not good, I would say. I don't know the Fair. prime they talk a lot about prime in this. There's a lot of primes because oh, I, that was a I thought that was a Star Trek thing. I mean, the prime directive is a Star Trek thing, but also in Transformers they use the word prime in this book. Mhm. I think it's nice how times. Optimus Prime is Orion Pax. Like he changed his name, but you just he wanted to keep his monogrammed uh uh jammies. <laughs> he became a prime. And yes, that, that means something. I don't. <laughs> I yeah, it's like how I mean, fucking Rodimus was Rodimus Prime in the movie, and they were still fighting fucking Decepticons then. This has to have happened after that, the, right? This continuity is separate from that. I think we'd have to. You have Fair. to. You have to go back to when IDW. IDW there apparently there's yeah, like you said, they are fucking serious about the continuity in this thing because. Mm -hmm. This this ID the IDW version of these books starts with original just Transformers, and then it's spun out into these other books. I guess as the war ended and all these characters are going their own ways. Um, I I once once you're acclimated, once you you have that like the uh you, you know that that like liquid oxygen they get in the abyss. No, you never seen the abyss. No, I've not seen the abyss. In the abyss, they, they it's a they're underwater, and it's they get like a liquid oxygen that like you they submerge themselves in this in this liquid, but it has oxygen in it, so they can kind of breathe it. It's not it doesn't feel good, but they can live on it. But once you're acclimated, once you get that liquid oxygen in your veins, I you get really I was very attached to some of the characters that I remembered, and it could and the ones that like Rewind and Chrome Dome, uh, Whirl and Cyclonus. The two idiot warriors that just want to kill each other all the time. Um, even now, the ones I can remember, I can't remember. Uh, with the tailgate, <laughs> tailgate, skids, tailgate skids, love them. Um, there's a there's a lot of fun characters in this, and a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of good, but God, it's really. I did not like. I did not like the first two and a half books. I'd say. The third one warmed me up some, but I don't think I really had a good time until I sat down and read four and five. I mean, the it it is very I like I reference Claremont because it feels very much like a Claremont X Men yeah. book where it has, you know, it has like six plot lines, and we're uh, for this book it's plot line A and B is the secondary plot line, and then you're gonna get little references to C D and E. Mm -hmm. And then you well, rotate them around. Were like three issues. Yes, that's also the. the this is, 
And somehow this book has more characters than Claremont X-Men. I don't know. That's true. And like, hey, I get it. It's a spaceship full of characters. But my eyes were crossing. It's just like, it's so... Yeah. I I read the first volume, and I'm like, I think I like this, but also, I can't, I don't know how much I can, like, more I can read, because I think I'm going insane, trying to remember who the hell, uh, what, what, what is Skids wants versus, what is, uh, what the hell is the other guy's name, uh, Ultra Magnus, oh, he's the tight ass, okay, but, brain, who's Brainstorm? He's smart, but, I know that because that his name is Brainstorm, but what? Mm-hmm. And Swerve, he has a sword, but and he's religious. I like. I I guess it is building this cast up, but it I it is so many characters, and so many of them are. I understand they're all robots, and they're all. I think most of these characters were designed well before this book. It's not like these are new characters. These are yeah. these are all established characters, so you can't really like redesign them unless you make them explode and put them in a new body, which I think you can do. I don't. Again, people would probably like, g- given the the depth of these this story. I think if they change something too radically, the fans would just revolt because this is th- this is for. An old, deep, rabid fan base. I read something like this, and I think about the XKCD, where it talks about how, um, I don't know if it was society, but like, there's no bottom to it. Like, it just keeps fracturing. It's fractal. It just continues to splinter off and splinter off and splinter off. And this is a huge cannon. Absolutely ridiculously huge. And as I was, as I was reading it, I was like, learn where you learn about the lore, mm. which I can't, I, I think I understood it as I was going for the most part about sparks I could, I, and, 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 and primes. And there's a bunch of, there's issues in here that are about like, you know, transformers, God and atheism. And like, there's weird religious wars on top of their four million year long war between the Autobots and Decepticons. You know why they're called the Decepticons, Eric? Because you're being deceived. Yeah, you are being deceived. It's not because they needed evil sounding name for toys. Yeah, they'd like to stack that stuff on top of... Yeah. (laughs) I mean... The version that they create in these comics is interesting and nuanced. Like, it's actually like, oh, yeah, um, uh, the the Decepticons were actually fighting, like, a kind of authoritarian government. And then, then they themselves were became also kind of bad. And, you know, there's no good guys. And really, I mean, except for, I guess, Optimus Prime. But it's hard to dismiss and I don't know. I tried to think of it the same way I think of superheroes. Because it's the same, you know, there a lot Secret yeah. Wars was to sell toys and the original Secret Wars was to fight to sell toys and this, you know, be gimmicky. And I like, yeah, a lot of superheroes are created just to fill a niche. And I know that the Transformers are indifferent. It's just harder for I cause it's not my thing. 
it's harder for me to delineate and try and take this lore very seriously when I go, this is all made up for toys. You know, Transformers back in the day. You know, I never, I never really thought that once, you know, because it does, it, it doesn't feel that different. I mean, I'm more feeling the authorial intent and, 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 and the intent of, um, you know, the fan base. Like, I, like, what kind of person demands this kind of depth in their story about semi-immortal space robots having a a war and 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 can i just say something that i think has to be canonically true transformers are gay i mean i mean that's not that's a not it that's not subtext in this that is text in this like rewind and rewind and crumb down are in a relationship yep they're super gay robots I i mean how do robots have they're all certainly coded as hyper masculine but like i thought it was very interesting when they all um most of them like when they they did the uh it didn't make any sense really like it was hard to follow exactly what they were trying to say with the hologram avatar things that they were doing to Mm -hmm. hide on that world but i thought it was very interesting that was it whirl designed his own avatar and made himself a little girl and i i really like that idea that like these robots are all coded hyper masculine but they're really just agendered things you know i i think that's an a, a more interesting i think that's an interesting concept i mean I, of course i would <laughs> but i don't think any I, I i don't think anyone else is really looking at it through that lens but i also do yes the gay robots i mean there are also robots that have like feminine human appearance as well that are just not in this book i'm gonna say they're not in this book and even that i think like i don't know that's a trans robot you need to read autonomous by uh annalee newitz i like annalee newitz a lot you need to read that book because it has, it is literally one of the two plots is about a agendered robot that is in a relationship with a human, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the concept of like yeah. it doesn't consider itself homosexual because it doesn't have a gender. Yes, um, I like Emily Newitz. It's a very good book. Um, I'm sure it is. I, but I mean, I, I like Rewind and Chrome Dome's relationship. I think it's oh yeah that that. Like, that is the, there's, like, most of this book, I'm really, I'm interested and engaged with it, but it doesn't necessarily, like, bring an emotion out of me until that the mm-hmm. rewinds little video that is spliced together from other panels in the comic book that is a goodbye message to Chrome Dome after rewind self-sacrifices to save them that, from uh, yeah. Overlord? Overlord. The, the- the big crazy like super monster Decepticon. transformer yeah yeah i really liked that book that was that was basically all a book four wasn't it it was all centered around yeah They're, i mean they build up plot lines yeah they were built up building that stuff in the background a lot with yeah. red, red alert yes finding out that they kept overlord in the basement as they called it but yeah overlord you it's, know guess they go into overlord's mind and he has some yeah, they have like they build in some weird <laughs> uh like uh uh thing in his brain where he's like 
disarmed because he's always been he's only been beaten in combat by uh um Megatron Megatron and so he has to they trigger his weird yeah <laughs> passive aggressive thing by saying that phrase it, I don't know it's very good um and you know it's it, those scenes are very easy because it is like a reminder like hey it's giant robots like fighting each other it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. i'm a sucker i'm sorry there you do you do like that i do enjoy giant robots fighting what about giant robots recreating uh sergeant peppers that's not, also in here it is also in here there it's not shy about its references to things um i i don't know it it's just a massive i can't i don't think i can we've said this a lot i don't think i can overstate how massive a task it is to try and cram all these characters in your mind at the same time and remember mm-hmm. who it's, is who it's too many it really just is too fucking many because i really like skids i think skids is a really cool character and he isn't really not a whole lot happens with him though no not until the end and then you're like oh he sh- he shot himself with a thought bullet to that wiped his memory and he was carrying a gun that he couldn't even remember ha- existing like mm-hmm. like that's pretty cool and he's a theoretician and the, i don't know but if you ask me to pick out skids in a lineup of transformers yeah he's very generic looking i don't know if i could like there's some of them that are very distinct like whirl and cyclonus yeah like one looks they, like they stand out yeah one looks like legion and the other one looks like a, a a, a purple devil robot so mm-hmm. it's pretty simple um but like skids looks a lot like uh i mean i'm see fortress maximus and ultra magnus they all i mean i think they're all the same kind of smaller, colors he's smaller than them yeah they're they're all blue or green they all have the same helmet they all have a face and drift it's as just, well it's, which is a, the guy another guy with a sword yeah and you're like uh, okay but why is it called drift Call him Slice. I don't know. Pepsi has the copyright for Slice. Oh, man. I don't know why. You have to be a Pepsi robot. Like, yeah, a Pepsi robot. Why is that? Why are you named Pepsi? Oh, when I my alt mode is a can. Jesus. Alt mode I've never heard before either. I don't I haven't either. It's all it's all this it's like teaching you all this vocabulary that is incredibly mm-hmm. useless in everything else aside from understanding this book. Like I think even like if I talked to anyone that grew up with the cartoon and I said alt mode to them they'd be like what's that? And the and there's like there's like layers of like weird philosophy in here because they're like Everyone hates uh, the old regime of the functionists who, A, your alt mode is what you are. Yeah. So if you were, your alt mode is a drill, then you should mine because obviously you need to use your, be used for your purpose. To, to me, like, I really like that hard sci-fi edge to it. You know, it, it is an interesting thing in that, right? Like, it makes me think of... Uh, Neil Stevenson. I appreciate it. I just oh, yeah. don't know if its inclusion necessarily helps the storylines that are going on. It does not. In, in the hard, spaceship. Hard sci-fi never helps. <laughs> um, I think that that can also be on the record. 
<laughs> that shit never improves the story. But sometimes, in the case of like Neil Stevenson, it is a selling point. I, I feel like Neil Stevenson do- generally does a good job of integrating those things into uh, the context of his story. I don't know why knowing about functionists or a detect a murder case from literally millions of years ago, there because that was the most frustrating thing to me. Because at the, there's a I think a three issue arc where they are all telling a story about apparently they knew each other millions of years ago. Yep. <laughs> because of course they do. They don't die apparently, so they all remember everything from millions of years ago, and I I'm like. Guys, like I appreciate this this weird detective story, this Transformers procedural detective story you're telling me. It's really interesting about intrigue about the differences between senators and whatever, but can I just can you I don't need more characters that aren't even important in the context of this story. Like there none of the things I'm learning are informing them these characters today. So I don't cool ultimus prime used to be a cop and he was like a cool cop and he performed a mission impossible heist uh to blow up a bomb it wouldn't kill people Uh, cool but why is that here can i can i take that three issues and just slow it down a little bit and can we like spend time with like a handful of these guys at a time i think that 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 is why like We've the number of comics we've compared to Game of Thrones at this point is just stupid, but but at least Game of Thrones and you know, stories like it when there are big ensemble casts at least like there are I don't know there's like zones there's like things where the story happens that like okay you're not gonna see this character outside of King's Landing or outside of Karth or whatever. And like each one is like a story within a larger frame story. This is just here's 20 characters all doing the same thing and they look kind of similar and they have names that you're probably not going to remember. Yeah, I like some of them. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Rodimus, Ultra Magnus, uh, Tailgate, like Tailgate was easy because he was tiny and mm-hmm. he was he was, had a distinct design, and he had bomb disposal written on his arm. So <laughs> that he wrote himself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's actually a sewage bot, um, yeah. which is is good. Um, but all the other ones, like you see them, and like because the story is so dense, there's a bunch of pages with small panels, like a bunch of panels on one page, and I would applaud the artist because I can't imagine like drawing like all these different guys who have similar designs and trying to make them distinct i can't i don't envy that task it seems really really difficult and making just a bunch of like it's a bunch of talking there's a bunch of talking in this book it's a it's like hey i'm here's a transformers book there's not necessarily not a lot of stuff happens uh for the most part like maybe it happens to like two of the two of the robots and then everyone else is just kind of sitting around in different places and like it's those bar scenes when like eight of them are on the same table and swerves bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know who's here. I-, I can see them, but I know swerve. He's a smart ass. Um, uh, there's, I, is that pipes? Who I don't, is that skids uh, who are rewind? Maybe drift. 
and you're I, and it's just like uh, I maybe separate them off and segment them or even in like I hey there's a thing I noticed that I do really appreciate when they were they were split up in different missions they were doing and there's two of them together they literally would just say in the panel oh this is rewind and cyclonus together and I'm like okay thank you just identify them mm-hmm. I'm told I don't care if it breaks immersion I need I don't know who they are but also, George R. R. Martin titles this chapter as the name of the characters whose perspective we're seeing. So it's harder to do in a comic book unless you just start making every single – every separate issue a different perspective. But this book does not do that. This book is I, – I, I, start, I started questioning myself as I was reading it because mm. I, all the time we read comics and I'm like, this one doesn't hold your hand and I appreciate that. But as I was reading this, I'm like – Please, someone hold my hand. I need it, where I need it, help. It, it, right. It 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 less doesn't hold your hand as much as it frequently steps on it <laughs> as you're hanging on a cliff. And at the bottom of the cliff, robots. <laughs> yep, an ocean of robots. <laughs> no, don't drop me. Um, what what do you think of the art, Eric? It, it I. I I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's it it weirds me out that there's like certainly in American comics there are artists that this is just all that they do is they draw robot comics. You know, it's a weird uh, a weird niche weird niche. However, which way you want to pronounce that word niche. Um, and it's always interesting because they can draw the shit out of robots and their people look like garbage. I always found that interesting. In general, I do enjoy this. I like I like drawing of Mecha a lot. This is Transformers comics, I think, are always a strong representation of that. Um, and in general, it does work very well with the color. I can't even imagine what it is like. Like, I do not think, like, if you worked on this book, you cannot be a casual... Like, how do you not color the person the wrong color? You know, Mm -hmm. how do you not think that this guy is that guy and all of a sudden he's the wrong color? And I mean, I guess they have the script while they're looking at the art and it says so and so gets, you know, this happens to them. So you're like, okay, I know who that is. I have my style guide and I know that this has to be this color. But like, just seems so exhausting it just i think i would it would kill me to do this you you'd have to be such a damn pro and steeped in this to do it well so eric i have a pitch for you for a new comic book series uh, you're gonna draw it i'm gonna write it uh it mm-hmm. has 75 different uh robots in it okay um they're all they only use four different colors though um to to color all of them <laughs> Well, most things are colored in only four colors. I mean, but it's the that's same. How they're printed. It's the same four colors. Yeah, and it's 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 cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. You think you're smart? But wait, no, wait, you don't get it. So <laughs> the first the first robot, his name his name is Mister Robot. Okay. He's 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 red he's and blue. Voiced by Rami Malek. <laughs> yeah. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he's voiced by Freddie Mercury. 
his nickname is Mr. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Mr. Robot's nickname is Mr. Fahrenheit. (laughs) (laughs) This book is so, it's so weird how violent it is. I was going to just about to say the same thing because that one fucking robot gets chopped in half vertically. And I I was looking at that one and it's the same storyline where the guy like he's, he's like, he's like a severed head with his spine and soul attached. Yeah, and I'm like, me? Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I want this in my robot comic book. It's very violent the whole time. Like, if these were human beings, like, this would be a Garth Ennis comic. It's so violent. It is. It's worse than Punisher Max. Yeah. But I think because it's robots, you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, no, you you kind of shrug it off, but like that panel of him getting chainsawed in half—that is straight out of that is straight out of Punisher Max for sure. Yeah, and it's just immediately you're like, ah, no, yeah, don't do that. Why? Whoa, no, don't do why? Ugh. Or the guy tripping the the prime tyrest, whatever his name is. Yeah, Chief Justice Dread tyrest him the guy who's a cutter yeah drilling his own he's like yeah i i drilled into my head and suddenly the angels came in or whatever it is i i mean you're you 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 got me i went oh i don't like this fella there's something wrong with him he's lost his mind but i i I think i would be fine without all the lore of I I don't I I it's hard to say that because extricating the the weird four million year history of these characters is some of it is kind of a part and parcel to their character is they are so old and they remember all these things that happened and they hold so many grudges they hate Decepticons so much but I would if anyone asked me hey should you read a, this a Transformers comic. And I would say, I would, I've read this one. Would you recommend it? It's good. Yeah. But it's challenging. A, a fucking comic book based on a, a cartoon about selling toys should not be this deep. <laughs> and it stuns me because there's no way someone is demanding this. Mm-hmm. They're very popular. For it to for it to go ten trades deep, and this is like not even all of it. Oh no, they're not even close. That, yeah, there's like there's a whole world of this. Like this is this is a fan base that keeps to themselves in their own places in their own circles. It's completely off of my radar, and it is just fucking turtles all the way down. <laughs> I think that. A a a younger younger Robbie, and if he had if he had read this when I, when I was twenty or something or seventeen, mm-hmm. if I had read this then, I'd be like, I'm gonna read all of it. Give me all the Transformers. I'm gonna start from the beginning. I'm gonna read everything. I want to know all the lore. But and me, then you'd have a bunch of useless Transformers bullshit in your head. I would. I would, and I'd buy a bunch of toys too. I'd buy all yep. these fucking guys. I'd be like, I need a Skids. I need a Rodimus. I need, I need all of them. I want all four different versions of Megatron. Whatever. But me today, I can appreciate this. I can appreciate the work went into it. 
and the art the art in it, but also I would I would couch any recommendation I would have in in a lot of a lot of bewares, a lot of get ready, a lot of maybe mm-hmm. even like have a wiki open with characters in front of you. Like I think actually I wish I had done that before I read because it would help me so much. Mm-hmm. That is definitely one of the biggest challenges is just distilling all of this crazy shit in your mind. And it it doesn't it, it I at times it gives you introductions and at times it, it, it reminds you of why these characters have this certain relationship with each other. But then other times you're like, I don't know these two guys hate each other. I don't know why. I think that there's just a lot of this that you just have to shrug your shoulders and be like, well, I'm just never gonna know that. Like I <laughs> I don't I don't care about chasing down every mystery in this. Like I want to read the the general shape of the plot, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to get. I don't, I'm not. I am not here to be a transformer scholar. The way that this book seems to think that everyone should be. What about Dominus Ambus, Eric? Who the fuck is that? How about the? Oh, bl- you, I, mean, I, you mean you mean mustache guy? First and mustache must, oh, guy, Junior. Mustache. Oh yeah. How about Black Shadow? Do you remember Black Shadow? Fuck no. Who was that? He was the guy that got killed by the the Decepticon Justice Department. They got they mentioned him oh, in a flashback. How about Scorpionock? There was that whole like little plot that they had on the planet where they where they threw Grimlock at those guys. Mhm. And that that was never touched on again, was it? God, there's just so much crap that happened. This is like I feel like I've just read the Bible. Only to find out there's ten more Bibles. And then those ten Bibles make up one of a thousand Bibles. Dear, Jesus. Dear Optimus, dear Optimus Prime. Primus, save my spark. <laughs> Roll out. I there, there is a lot of good here. I, I think largely the thing that you you said it to the, the whole story about uh, Chrome Dome and uh, Rewind. I'm I'm taking that with me. Yeah. Yeah. That actually that was that made a lot of this worth reading. There was other good stuff in here, but that was that had some heart to it. That was really poignant. Also Cyclonus and Tailgate. I like their weird relationship. Yeah. And he saved him by stabbing him as as he's about to die. <laughs> so. This yeah. is a very like very on brand for him too. Yes. Also, like I, apparently, spoiler alert: they they have a relationship later on. More oh, really? More gay robots? Yeah. I mean, good for them. I mean, they're you know? they're not gay because they don't have a gender. Yes, but it. I mean, who was who was the? There was um, it was Ultra Magnus's uh, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, mustache. He's that, mustache senior. That's, was that's uh, Dominus Ambus. Yeah, and that yeah. was uh, who's. Who was the who was his special friend? Was it Rewind? I think it was Rewind. I don't because Rewind I, was like basically a junk robot. I don't. I don't. Remember. I think it's what they said. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> but I think that 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 is who it was. I'm not sure about that though. Yes, he was his. He was his mentor. Yeah. But then they also I mean, they also talk about when after Rewind dies they. 
uh, I forget who goes. I forget someone goes to Chrome Dome and tells him like about like this is not the first time you've attached yourself so closely to somebody. You yeah. just don't rem- you have made yourself forget all the others, and you don't have any oh, of Lord, the. Yes, you don't have any a... any of the the motion goop anymore because you mm-hmm. gave it all away to people. Yeah, he thought he was dry because he got that. He gave it all away. Yeah, God. No, that was also surprisingly strong. Yeah, it's very. I the, that that the Chrome Dome rewind stuff is the stuff that really hit me the hardest on this, and also people getting chopped in half vertically. I don't mm-hmm. very very with I, grotesque detail. I liked. I also liked how they brought back um, uh, Rung. I thought he was pretty rad. You know how they rebooted him. I'm gonna the the the, the, the storytelling to do it was way too long because that was that whole uh, flashback frame story. Optim- Optimus Prime, the space cop guy. Mm-hmm. That was it. Was too much. It, yes too too much i i don't i don't know this it's a good comic a good comic book that is oh, uh, so it's just so deep so much there's just so mm-hmm. much there it's certainly written to be read it's it's even it's hard to say um it's not like something with a normal narrative structure, you know, it's just, it's so much. It expects you to have so much of this parsed before you start reading. It is certainly not. Uh, I think you need a lot of knowledge beforehand to really read this. I, yeah, I, I you could jump in, but it's, it's a tall task. I think you could watch the Transformers movie without knowledge of transformers and get everything that you need this is not that this is not that distilled <laughs> no it is not it um, is hey it's a, a sci-fi epic it's star trek it is neil stevenson hard, hard sci-fi mm-hmm. and it's transformers and it's like 30 characters yep it's tough so it's good but it's all those things as well yes which is a lot I think largely yes. it can boil be down boiled down to it's a lot. Um and I think I think you can probably I would say almost skip those first two books. Oh. I don't know. I they were I hard would, on me. I it would, really sets up a lot of stuff. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad I that, read it, but it's still thing. like I was just angry reading that. <laughs> oh god. I wasn't angry. I was just like I finished that first book and I'm like I think this is good, but I need a <laughs> I need a break. I was complaining the whole time. I'm like, this is terrible. The, the th- third book on, it improves a lot. I mean, ha- having things pay off. Start this, this, I think that's the problem in that there's not a lot of payoff early on. It's a lot of setup. And you have to wait a long time and read a lot and get confused a lot before anything, like any plots actually you know makes sense um Mm -hmm. anything else you want to touch on eric no i'm pretty good okay um yeah we could talk more about every individual character arc because every single one has something happen but i we're not gonna that's no no, we're not i don't don't have i don't want to do that the rest of my life to do that yes exactly um that so that's it for transformers more than meets the eye volumes one through five next time 
in our Bobette Club, we're going to be reading The Death and Return of Superman from the 90s. 90s. 90s comics. 90s dead Superman comics. I can remember distinctly being shocked as a child. They're killing Superman. It stunned me as well. They're killing Superman. Superman died. He got killed by Doomsday. Lois was there. And like, I... It was a formative moment in my comics, comics book, comic book history, I guess. Uh, but we're going to talk about all of that, all the death, the the death of Superman, the reign of the Superman, and the return of Superman. Uh, it's only four trades, which I do I could barely believe because it felt like it lasted for decades. But I was a child, so of course it did. Um, well, I'll be next time. Read along with us if you'd like. I think that 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 will do it. That ugh, that will do it. That, that that will do it for us today. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Links to everything there: Facebook.com/slash Handsome Boys Comics Hour, Twitter at HBC Hour, and you can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. You can uh, you know like us, follow us, all those things. Uh, if you like the show, if you're a fan, subscribe. Tell your friends. Review us on the podcast apps. Give us five stars. All those little things. Help us out. Help us find new listeners. And we definitely appreciate anyone who takes the time. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. See the other things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Twitter and my Instagram, where I'm known on both as Easy Goodnight. With that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.